0: Welcome to the Yeshiva Shalmayla. This is David Lichtenstein. This week's topic will be redeeming hostages. Or in Lashon HaKodesh, Pidgin How much are you allowed to pay for them? What can you give up for them? What are you and aren't you allowed to do? We'll be speaking about the Gilad Shalitil, without that halachic we allowed. Our guests will be Rabbi Daniel Gladstein, the famous, uh, the author, the uh Shir, the, the Merid We're going to have from Eretz Yisrael, Rabbi Shloma Aviner. He's one of the most famous of the uh, Rabbonim, of the West Bank. He's a settler. He's, uh, his whole yeshiva, he said, is in the army now. And he's going to be talking about then we will have Yanei, a brother of one of the hostages. His sister Moran is a hostage, and we will spell for her every day. Should make for a very interesting conversation. So I want to say uh, Avarta and the Parsha. Avram says to Sarah, you, you tzokhakt. And she says, no, I didn't. He says, no, you did tzokhakt. Like, what is this? The Torah is bringing down a, 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 an argument, between, the first argument between husband and wife. You did laugh, you didn't laugh. Okay, I want to maybe say upshot. pshat. Chazal say that the said about Avram, he's not going to have any children. He can't. Pray to my Eilid. What does it mean? It's a metaphorical thing. Avram brought chesed to the world. What does chesed mean? Give away something you worked very hard for. You don't necessarily have extra. And share it with somebody else. Foreign concept. Why would I do that? Doesn't it go counter to the entire theory of evolution? You know, look out for yourself. So they said Avram can't have... So the odds were against Avram could the idea of Yiddishkeit, the idea of goodness, of kindness the mission of Yiddishkeit, the ethics of Yiddishkeit, the amunah of Kval Yisrael, could this be moilad? They said it's impossible. It doesn't make sense. People are s- selfish, narcissistic. They look out for themselves. You know, they say that Jews worldwide are by far, especially religious, much more charitable than people as a whole. That's, you could Google that, right? So what happens here? When she gives birth, it's, it's a joke. It's a joke on the world. It's a laugh. Could something like this really happen? So it happens. The impossible has happened. The mission of Klaus will continue. That's what the 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 leda, the first Jewish child, is called. Laughter. When we laugh, a joke is always about something that breaks the the accepted line. It's something absurd. The continuation of Yiddishkeit was considered an absurdity, worthy of laughter. Everybody laughed. Avram said to Sarah, You did laugh. You ha- His name being Yitzchak, laughter is very important. It explains our mission. What is the mission of Klaus Yisrael? The mission of Klaus Yisrael is to do really the impossible. That, that makes no sense. You know, they say from the Labalina Rav, it says, He set about by Avram, it says, Count the stars. Can you count them? It's impossible. So Rashi learns there'll be as many as the, as the, uh, as the stars. The Lublin Rav, Ramei Shapiro of the Dafyemi fame, said, no, can you count the stars? Of course not. There's tr- trillions, endless trillions of them, right? It's impossible. If there's going to be something that's impossible to do, there's going to be a Yid someplace. A Jew is going to be there trying to do it. They will try to do the impossible. So Yitzchak is the impossible child. By the way, the Haftarah is the same thing. What happens? She has a child. child born from a miracle. And then what happens? The child dies. But what does she do? She doesn't give up. She runs back to the Navi, and she's Mispal. And the Navi comes, and he lays on the child, and he brings him back to life. The the, the Haftarah is about the impossible child, the child that just keeps coming back to life. And Chazal say, who is that child's name? They named him Chavakuk. What does Chavakuk mean? Chibuk if Chibuk. First she embraced him the first time, then he seemingly died, and then when he came back to life, you know, she was Mechabek she him again. So what are we? We are Chavakuk. We are the child, the impossible child. And in a time like this, when Kal Yisrael was so challenged, look at Israel on a map, compare it to the Muslim countries, it's like a thousandth the size of the Muslim countries. But somehow, the impossible keeps on occurring. So we are the impossible child. And what did, it, what did Chavakuk say? Bar What was the achas? Tzadik With the muna, we can do the impossible. So Kal Yisrael was really an ace tzara. But we, we were born to an ace tsara. Sarah was 90. Avram was 100. It was impossible that Yitzchak would be born. And the whole thesis of a, a Jew giving birth is absurd. Kindness in a world that's survival of the fittest. So we are the impossible nation. But if we try, if we have a moona and we do the shtadlis, we can do the impossible. So what is it a time now in Eist Saral Everybody has to see something that they can do. If you're learning, learn extra blot. They, they, they say that most of the losses of in Yisrael in the, in the Gaza uh from two AM to five AM. That's when they do their advances. They say, We need more people that are learning from two AM to five PM. If you knew a congressman, call him up. If you can march, march. If you can call, if you could scream, if you could raise money. Now is the time for the nation of the impossible. The nation of Yitzchak, the nation that everybody left when we were born. But when Avram left, it was a laughter of joy. The impossible actually happened. So let's join hands together. My brothers, my sisters, let's join hands and make, and let's do what Klal Yisrael does best. We get marching when the impassable arises. Let's go to our riddles of the week. So Rashi says he he thought that the havak the, the the dust on their feet, was avaydazara. So he said, wash your feet first. By the way, there's a vert from the Shin of Arav, heard years ago, but a fabulous verse. He says, what's the thought that the dust on your feet is, should be of a Like, what type of an Abhay is that? So the Shin of Arav said, he said, what does dust on your feet represent? He's, he's got grit on his feet. He's walking harder and harder and harder. He says, the dust on your feet represents the people who think that the harder they work, the more they'll be successful. Just endless work, put in more hours, which means really a cleaning lady who, if you work 24 hours a week, should do the best. So, and the answer is no. Sayal Pi Hashkafa and sayal Pi lamaisa, and Hashkafa, he says comment's been the been from the Rabbani Shalom. Endless work, the dust on your feet will not make you more successful. And, from a has, and just from a logical point of view, do cleaning ladies make the most? I mean, do Jews make money by working, working, working harder, or is it really about being smart and being thoughtful and using the 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 kairos, the, the kishun that everybody is showing? Maybe think harder and maybe work a little bit less. Okay, shuvurav. But the he said he didn't want to take them in. Cause they were av- they had avidesara on their feet. there. so the question is: the Allah is by avdi avidesara. The Gemara says, If they fall into a bore, you're not allowed to be matzel them since they're over av- the zayin mis- pr- ne- They have a dinner of so why would Avram bring into his house and serve, right, somebody who had a din of a, That is question one. It has, I think the answer has halachic consequences for today. And what's the other question we wanted to ask, the second riddle? It says, uh, we say, And the Python says in the Slichus, where do we find that Avram and Yitzchak were mispal to be nitzel by the akeda? So, bishlama, maybe you could say Avram Avinu. The Gemara says um, Rashi says when when Avram said Hashem Yiru, right? He was mispal that the Rebbeinu Shalom should be bycher of a yiras hamaka mazel by shina the of kabbalas. So he was mispal that this should be a place for kabbalas, and, and I guess and not for his son. So there is a feel over there, but we don't find any place that Yitzhak was a Or if you don't like the answer about Hashem, both of them, Hashem, where do we find that it was a either Avram was a or Yitzhak was a Those are the two riddles of the week. If you want to leave a message by phone or dial in by phone to listen, in America, our number is 732-806-8700. In England, it's 44, I that's the country code, three. 011 70250 and erich stroll it's uh 304 now let's go to our wonderful guests
1: Joining us from New York is the renowned Magid her Abdaniel Gladstein. He's, he's the Maradastra of Gehillus Teferis Mordechai, in Cedarhurst. He's the Mechab of Magid Herakia on Yom-tif and the Mayadim in both Hashem and in, in English. He's uh, one of the most prolific Magidish Yurim on Torah anytime and in many of the other uh, venues. Welcome, Reb Daniel. Hi, Reb my friend. We have hostages. What's the limit what we could pay for the hostages? Like let's say they say, you know, like they did last time it was a thousand Jews for every for every Arab. Right? So what is what is the limit halakhically What are you uh-huh. allowed to pay for hostages? Okay, so
2: obviously the starting point, we know the Mishnah tells us they played in a sashurian yes sir, meet You know how to pay more than their value. So there's some type of objective value that a person has, is some objective market value, and you can't go beyond that. And then, so now there's a question. Uh, Toysus famously says, in order to understand how Rabbi Yeshua was able to uh, redeem the boy, the Gemara and Gittin, and Dath Nun so Toysus says, well, if somebody's life is in danger, then you could go beyond, uh, beyond the market value. So the question is: Is that is that answer of tosis? Is that approach that if somebody's life is in danger, you could pay more than their value? Is that la or is that not la I mean, you brought up the case that for Gilad Shalit, I believe they redeemed, uh, they traded a thousand and twenty-seven prisoners um, in 2011. But unfortunately, one of those prisoners was the uh, Russia Yaya Sinwar, who was uh, one of the masterminds behind the October seventh. Uh, massacre. So on the one hand, of course, everyone was ecstatic when uh, Gilad Shalit was released. But, you know, the, you have a pit in your heart thinking, what do you think these um, terrorists are going to go do now? Well, you think now they're contrived, you think now they did shuva, now they're going to do community service. If anything, statistically, when somebody is in uh, prison for lifetimes, I mean, one of those terrorists, Sinwar was already in prison for 29 different life sentences. So, I mean, <laughs> the likelihood of a person like that coming out and not repeating it—they well, have, not, have nothing to lose. That was what they gave up their life for before they were captured the first time. And if they're coming out again, it's uh, the likelihood of them repeating it is extremely high. And and look what he did. He he's responsible for the death of more than a thousand people. So. You know, is that yes, Sermi mi kodei Is that more than a person's value? <laughs> that, that, that's a very difficult and sensitive question. On a purely halachic level, the answer of taisas, that if somebody's life is on the line, in other words, the, for all intents and purposes, if an Israeli soldier is captured or anyone is held hostage by Hamas, their life is in danger, as we see. Unfortunately, they killed many of them. Is this ois In other words, could, could halach l'maysa, al- in a, in a vacuum, could you rely on this approach of ptosis, that if someone's life is in danger, you could pay more than their market value? There's a tshuva in the Maramu Miloblin. He says, absolutely not. The Maramu Miloblin says no credible ptosis would, would allow uh, relying on Tysis that uh, you could redeem a captive for more than their value. That's what the Maramu Miloblin passes. So uh, the Chuva brings, uh, many ahoinim ask. what do you mean no credible ptosis would allow it? Toysvus! <laughs> Toysvus is uh, the backbone of, at least, Tiske Ashkenaz. Toysvus allows it. Toysvus says that if someone's life is on the line, you could pay more than their value. So what exactly does the Lublin no, mean when he says no credible place sake would allow such a thing? So the Knesset Hicheskel explains very simply that the Gemara and Gittin uh, supplies two rationales why we don't redeem captives for, for more than their value. Either because of the tibura, it's going to cost uh, the tzibor too much because uh, it's going to put them in a very difficult financial situation if they're going to have to constantly pay more than the value and people are going to, people's lives are going to be uh, harmed because they're going to constantly be redeeming captives. Accordingly, uh, the kazakhatel argues that if someone's life is on the line, well, it's uh, too bad that y- your life is going to be made difficult because you have to pay a lot of money. But if the, the reason why you're not a redeemed captive is because of <laughs> the Knesset Secheskel argues that someone's life is on the line, it's a lav in the Torah, you can't st- stand by idly on somebody's blood, you've got to pay all the money in the world. But the Gemara gives another reason, the Gemara says, because uh, we don't want to encourage uh, more hostages. So if you're going to pay more than the value, you're not, you're not, uh, you're not remedying the situation, because you might help this guy, but they're, they're just going to do it again and again and again. And so according to that Svara and the Gemara, even if someone's life would be on the line, you would not be able to pay. Yes, Emikadei Deme'an. So says the Kesef So how do we paskin? Which which reason in the Gemara stands the halacha? So Kesef says, says the Rambam writes explicitly in that in writes in It's the, the Rambam paskins that the answer of the Gemara, the rationale of the Gemara, that we don't want to encourage this type of behavior in the future. That is the halachic conclusion, by the way, the Shulchan Aruch likewise uh, concurs with the Rambam, and therefore according to that s'vara, uh, it would not be permitted halachal to redeem captives for more than their value. And that's why my Udlan says no credible place would allow paying yes and demand. So,
1: at first... And, and Reb Daniel, yeah. just as a, an aside, the reason that the Gemara, which, like you said, is if you pay more, they're going to be incentivized to grandma. Well, it's simple economics, like, you know, right now, the first thing, every call they got from the, uh, from the Hamas terrorists was, Gilad Shalit, Gilad Shalit. They threw yeah. down and they said, the value of one Jew's life is a thousand terrorist's lives. And, hey, let's grab 200 Jewish captives and we can now redeem 200,000 terrorists. Right. Right. That's, a, it, that's it, in the fact that they created. So you see how the Gemara's Svara and the who literally has come to life in, in Israel sadly in the last few weeks. Mamash has become alive. They they announced to them, we'll do anything to get a captive free and basically it announced to Hamas, do whatever you want because if you grab a few captives, you're going to get off free because they're going to trade for you. Yeah.
2: Yeah, and all the terrorists are coming back to the Gaza, so... I would just, by the way,
1: I, I would just um, say that. Tysus says that, the story of Tysus is that uh, a very young, brilliant scholar who ultimately became uh, Shmuel ben Elisha was captured by the Romans and uh, I forgot who went to his to the door of the uh, the prison and he redeemed him right. for much right. more. Right. And he says, Sir Tysus, why? He says, because um, it, was, it was Piquach nefesh. Right. Now, I would say that even according to Tysus, it would still not be allowable in our situation, because Tzivos is saying, you know, Dilma Siligra, it's like you have these distant type of things that could happen. You have a pikuach nefesh here, a, an issue in the future that they'll take more. Et cetera, it doesn't, isn't doicha a pikuach nefesh, but when so you can't pay extra money, etc. Let's say the amount you're paying is not money, but your the amount is killers. Is murderers. So here it's it's well, who it's says like your yeah. bikkur fish is worth more than the bikkur fish of the people who are going to be killed uh, by these exact people? Right. So Even according to Tishus, it could be Tishus, like you say, is the backbone of Pesach in, in in Ashkenaz. So even if we don't pass like him, which the Rambam and the wrist don't pass like him and the Shulchan Aruch, I think always two out of three. But even right. here, Tishus would be made because here the cost of the redemption is somebody else dying. Right. Yeah. That is beyond what Tishus anticipates.
2: Absolutely right. So you're making a very compelling point. In other words, the whole even even Tysus, Tysus is talking economics. Tysus's as far as is, you got to pay money to save someone's life, but to risk the community to save someone's life, that's a whole different story.
1: So and, and there's a there's a we, we mentioned this once in advance There's a as a, a, a Marie Bellevue was asked the following question, and in the Mimamakim he was asked, he said there was a boy, he was, uh, a father came to Rabbi, uh, the rough of the Mimamakem, Rabbi, what was his name again? He wrote to the concentration camps, he said his son was put in a on a caravan to go to the extermination camp. To the d s chamber, and he had a diamond in his shoe, and he could exchange that diamond that they would take his son off the truck. Mm-hmm. But he said, if they Ravashri, take him, right? Ravashri, he said, if they take if they take him off, they're going to put on another boy. Am I allowed to uh, pay for my son to save my son's life? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he said, I don't know, I, I can't answer that question and he writes that the father said that I'm not going to do it and his son was was killed. But here, we actually have the Shach discussing this question and the Shach was asked this question, he brings that the Marie Ben-Lev writes that, he says, it says by Mesibaysheth, David wanted to save Mesibaysheth. And the grandchildren of Sheol were being lined up in front of the Urim Vitsumim to decide which of them should be given over to the Gevainim for Hariga. So he said he didn't pull Mephibosheth off the line, even though he loved him, because he knew if he told him, they would put somebody else in. He was just misspelled that the orange should not light up. The the the, the haishin should, should not light up when he passes by. That's how they made the decision. She says you could, if the person hasn't been chosen yet, you could either pay that he shouldn't be put on the truck or that you should, you could pay that it shouldn't light up. <clears throat> but once the person is on there, you can say, I'm going to replace one Jew's life with another Jew's life. And when right. you replace a, a, a thousand Terrorists, for one, uh, I saw in Israeli media over a hundred, even before this occurred, a hundred and eighty Jewish lives were killed by those who were released for Gilad Shalit, right? And that so was this goes this, beyond Tyson. Right? I'm saying, see, so this is beyond Tyson. Tyson said, this is before this. Tyson says, that's your ladder. That's only where you're not putting somebody else. You have the right to say, let your hundred and eighty people die because of Gilad Shalit, you know, my son, right? Right. So let me so, ask you a question, yeah, so, then, Rabbi. Uh, so uh, did, uh, yeah, yeah. Did, did 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 the parents have a right to protest or no? Gilchulitz parents?
2: Let, let's let's take. I mean, your argument is as compelling as it comes because uh, you know it almost sounds like the the, the Gemara gets in is academic because it's talking about only financial considerations. The uh parents have a right to protest. Let's flip it around because this is not the the first time in history. In, in other words, we don't have to go from places to our generation in the Antebi raid. Actually, the question was brought to Ravavadi Osef, Was They wanted, in exchange for the prisoners, they wanted uh, the release of about 40 terrorists. And uh, Rabavadya makes this point that the whole discussion in Gitin was only regarding money, but now you're going to release terrorists and you're putting the community in danger. Ravavadia, um offered two really stunning arguments to be able to indeed allow the mass release of terrorists in exchange for Jewish hostages uh, again this is we're, we're speaking academic now and uh, I, I don't think the, the prime minister and the defense general are asking uh, halachic questions because there are many political considerations but but here's a very important factor factor number one and this is where Bavadya says you know it's all, it, it's an astounding analogy but Ravadaya talks about the question about um, doing an autopsy, right? The famous Neidah Could you do an autopsy on a body for the sake of garnering medical knowledge to save Jewish lives? In a situation where it's, it's pretty, it's where it's probable that it's going to be a successful investigation. So Neidah says like this, that if you have a in front of you and you're not sure how to treat the khila and you could do an autopsy on a body and get information to save a life that's clear and present in front of you, then even though normally you're not doing an autopsy because it's Nivil ha it's a lav, but to save a life that's in front of you, you could do it. Pikach will be doicha, the isser of Nivil ha But if it's a matter of gaining medical knowledge to save lives in the future, says the Knight of Judah, you cannot do an autopsy, because if, it, if the danger is not in front of you, it's not called Raya, Kikuach Nefashay. So and the Raya
1: of the of Yehuda is, he says, because if you, don't, if you don't hold like that, he says, Other, you should yeah. be able to go to medical school on Shabbos, because you know one day you're going to be able to save lives. Exactly. So you'll, exactly. Be, you'll destroy Shabbos, he says, right? So, yes, yeah, yeah
2: So argues Rebavadah, you could flip the argument of the of Yehuda and apply it to freeing terrorists. Because it's true, you're going to release these terrorists, it will create danger in the future, very probably. But says Ravadia that might not be considered tzakhanas nefashos. Why? Because it's not clear and present today. It's going to take a while. They're going to be on a watch for a little bit. You know, the government's going to be looking out for them. Uh, but one day in the future, it will be tzakhanas uh, nefashos. That doesn't have, we cannot then apply, my to tzadamach tzadamach day. Right now, someone's life is in danger. We've got to save them. I, but it might in the future, cause. In the converse argument applied to the of Yehuda, that would not be necessarily called Now, you could, I think there's room to argue on this um, approach to brother you know, just the Darach Limud, and that is, you know, in the, in the situation of the Huda, Yehuda, you're doing an autopsy, the possibility of Hatzos Nefoshos is, you know, Kulei Hai Ve'ulai, how probable is it? As opposed to releasing a terrorist, the, the likelihood of sarkhanas nefar is uh, extremely high. So, I don't know if it's, uh,
1: you know... I would, I would also of... say, I, I would say that, and I would also say another thing, too. The to Mechilos Khaideh of the Great guy in Rabbah Yosef. Who says, ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. If somebody would go ahead, let's say Gilad Shalit would not have been Jewish, and there would be no chiy of Hatzalah on him, and somebody went ahead, and was paid to him for humanistic reasons, and been misakin thousands of Jewish lives. Would you consider that person a roidif? That's, uh, it's,
2: it's, uh, that's another
1: factor here. That's, no, that's so, so another consideration. So I'm saying there's certainly, a chiyav, there's certainly a din of Hatzalah on them, and they're certainly considered, but because of those people. The question is, is it rise to the level of Sarkanis Nefashis of the case of the autopsy? But I think a person who redeemed this guy at a humanistic reason would be a rightist.
2: Even if it's a Roydish, who says the Isra of Roydish is not pushed away to save someone's life? Is that is that true that you're not you're you're allowed to refrain from saving someone's life not to violate the Isra of roidet? Does the Isra of roidet has a status itself of reticha? In other words, first of all, Well, well what, what,
1: what's the Allah Allah, to... What's the Allah have a of a roidet? He chayiv misa, right? He matzal, but he shall So a roidet rises to the level we have to deliver a of a and he misa. So would you say somebody has a right to to Michigan Sanhedrin? Does, I, does,
2: does the Michigan
1: Saint Hedwig? Would somebody have a have right to a ride day for a maaser? You know that well, well, um, might um, be a, a-, a maaser is also the shulchan aruch says a maaser is chayv mi simi And ride this in shen So I'm, I'm just saying would somebody be allowed to la redeem wasn't Gilad chalit it would be marshal Ka- uh, whatever pick some guyish name right and put these thousand people put all these people in Sakan, I think the would have no, a, no, a but this
2: but not necessarily in a situation where they're doing it to
1: save a Jewish life. So are you allowed to save one? Jewish life and become a roidif on many other Jewish lives. It's really the, the issue here. No? Uh, really though by the mace, there's, there's no other side of the coin. It's, it's a You're doing an autopsy, right? But over here, yeah, but, uh, this, I,
2: this, I, I wouldn't say save a life at the expense of being a roidet. The person's not a roidet. He's actively involved in hasala. You can't call him a roidet.
1: If he's being raided he's a for 1,000 people and being matzah one, he's on a raided on the other because he's doing this, why not? Perhaps not. Perhaps not. But
2: I want to tell you the other, further uh, the Revalia offers, which makes this okay. whole conversation uh, academic. And as Revardia says, that when someone enlists in the army, for them to have the full confidence to get get on that battlefield and give every fiber of his being and attack the enemy with... With Kayach, with Gavura, with Oyes, he has to know, a soldier has to know that the army has his back, that the state has his back, that the community has his back, that the country has his back, that no matter what happens, they're going to pay any price to redeem him. And if a soldier doesn't know that, he's not going to be able to fight the late Shalem. And therefore, for the security of the country, the policy of the army has to be that if one of our men is captured, we're going to do whatever it takes to get them back. For the morale of the army, for the morale of the people, for the security of the people, for the psychological comfort of the people, the soldiers need to know, the people need to know that they'll do whatever it takes to get back one of their men. Now, then it may make a afghanina
1: who's captured.
2: There might be a halakhic afghanina, whether a soldier's captured or, or a civilian is captured. I think that's, this
1: far. A, that's a fantastic sfar, huh? Fantastic spara that you're saying of. I would just like to say the other side of that spara. Is a soldier more confident going into battle knowing that if, if he's caught, they'll do anything to get him? Or is a soldier more confident going into battle saying, you know, if whatever happens, whatever I kill, whoever we capture, they're going to let go at the rate of a 1,000 to 1, endangering our lives like just happened in, uh, in, in, in the Gaza, but near Gaza. Who, you as a soldier, would you rather know, uh, and killed hundreds of soldiers? Hundreds of soldiers have died already. So just 14 have died yesterday. Um, so is the soldier thinking, if I'm captured, no matter what, they're going to be back? Or whoever we capture, whatever we do, they're all going back for free, because at a rate of 1,000 to 1, they don't capture a lot of us. Mm-hmm. So I, would, I would say the former. I would say the former. The soldier's thinking about his own skin.
2: And, and more than that... But it's look at all the soldiers who,
1: who got killed here. Hundreds yeah, look, of soldiers not, have been killed. But,
2: but a soldier was
1: rescued, right, without casualty also. It's true, but, but not, hundreds hundreds have died so far. Yeah. No, so I think the other side is to do it and then just basically say, there is ain't din v'ain dying les din di- because any Jew they'll just get whatever they want back for. So that's very disheartening to go into battle for.
2: Look, R- Ravavadya says that uh, their tactic was, they said, you know what, maybe we will give back 40 tariffs, maybe we won't. They stalled, they stalled. And in the meantime, the raid, the Siat was successful, and they didn't have to give back any tariffs. So obviously it's a last resort. It's not like it's the, the, the official policy is every time you get one of us, we'll give you back 1,000 of, of your guys. But if need be, Ravavadya argues, it's important for the soldiers, for their morale, to know that they would go to the end of the the earth and do whatever it takes to get him back. That's
1: that's his that's one of his uh, as far as that that I think is compelling. Interesting. Okay. Um so let's continue. Um and you don't think that it Matt you, you don't you don't say the fact that the Lloyd the Svara basically proved itself, you don't accept that as a <coughs> as a question on uh yeah.
2: You know, I was thinking about this. What do you think about this? You know, there's an answer of choice that the Poiskim uh, don't really bring down because it was not really relevant. <imfair> one of the answers of choice is um, that B'Sha'at HaKorben, then, then you're allowed to pay Yosemeknei the man. Why? Because what do you mean? That's what they're doing.
1: That's what they're doing.
2: That's what they're doing. That's their policy. So even though we're not technically B'Sha'at HaKorben, but we're dealing with... In Ente, we're, deal- we're dealing with uh, terrorists, be it Hamas, be it Hezbollah, that- that's their whole mod- modus operandi. They just capture people. So you're going to say, if we pay more, they're going to do it more? This, some, what we do will inspire them, incite them to do it more? Do they need incitement? Do they need a- this, is their, this is their policy. This is their entire worldview. is funny. You know, I, I, understood,
1: I understood Taisas differently. I understood Taisas to mean there's no more far they'll capture more because they already captured everybody. There's nothing left Because everything was Nehrav, they they own everything, they control everything, and there's nothing left for them to capture. That's how I understood. We're all there? The mm-hmm. um, but You know, yeah, even
2: so, that, that might be an argument here also. In other words, statistically, will they capture more because we offer more? In their minds, do they say, well, they paid much less, so let's go at it again? Do they need any more encouragement than they already have?
1: What about... A a person themselves, or Gilad Shalit's parents, I'm using him as, but whatever, the the, the person's parents themselves, would they have any heta? we saying, look, goes neged the Shulchan Aruch, it goes neged the Rambam, it even goes, I believe, neged Taisis. Would the parent himself have a right, or the person themselves have a right, to pay any amount?
2: So, I mean, the, the Gemara discusses that. The Gemara says that if the reason is uh, then, you know, the rich uncle could come and say, I'm not putting this on the Tzibur. Which, by the way, it's also uh, not so relevant today, because it's not like people are paying money out of their own pocket. It comes from government money. It comes from government entity. So, it's, it's, uh, you can argue very strongly that the sarah of the tiburah, is not applicable. Right. Um, would their parents...
1: I was, I was discussing this with my wife. I said, Well, Gilad Shalit's parents guilty for causing, the an effect, they were the ones who created the whole beruah, for causing the murder of so many Jews. And her response to me was, you can't look at a parent. They'll do anything they can to save their kids.
2: Now, obviously, look, well, the last thing we, we could do is judge the parents. But this is not just about should Israel trade a thousand terrorists for Gilad Shalit. Maybe they need, need to reevaluate their whole attitude toward the Gaza, toward a two-state solution. Maybe this this should have shown them that we can't live peacefully side by side. There there are many avenues just because they're arguing, you know, free our son. Free our son m- might mean, uh, you know, send these guys back to any one of the, you know, the countries they came from. You know, I don't, I don't know if that's a fair uh, judgment.
1: Thank you very much, rev Daniel It's always an honor to have you on with us.
2: Thank you. Thank you for Welcome. the opportunity. Thank
1: you. Okay. Joining us from marriage Yisrael is Rav Shlomo Aviner. He's Rosh Yeshiva of Yeshiva Sateris Kehanim. Welcome, Rav Aviner. Yes. Yes. So Rabbi Avina, are we allowed to exchange hostages for terrorists?
3: Thank you very much for the question. I don't know what you why you are asking me. You are a and you, perhaps you know better than me. Nevertheless, uh, as such kind of question, it's impossible to answer. If you don't know all the facts, it includes two elements to know the reality, and to know the halacha. I don't know the reality. I had something else. Who is the prosaic about? Military questions in the The military Rabbanu. They are Amar They decide. Perhaps you remember what said Agarón The rabbi of Minsk isn't prosaic for Pinsk. He has the right to decide for another place and it's logic because he doesn't know the reality. So that what I am what I want to say now is only theoretical just principle. So it's a big mitzvah to release a capture to save them, capture a soldiers, But in the Gemara in the Mishnah
1: Mishnah,
3: Yes, captives may not be ransomed for more than their value. A fixed payment for captives was established. Why? Because Tikkun Olam. Because the good order of the world. It means that we have a responsibility for. This captive. But we have also a responsibility for the entire nation of Israel, and not only the welfare of the captives. The Gemara gives two reasons. The first reason is Burka de Tibura, burden on the community. They must collect large sums of money to free the captives, and it harms the community causing a greed strain. Secondly, the law legal dis- to discourage extortion. It means that they are uh, paying exorbitant sums of money in, in- of captives. Uh, inevitably, they will be more nothing. The first reason is an immediate problem is a future problem. That is the captive is in this, the life life threatening. It's a discussion until the to skin. Is the Is the first reason or the second? It's the first reason, that is a big sum to pay in order to save a life. You must pay all the money in the world. But if the reason is, uh, the, to, to discourage extortion, so they will kidnap other persons in situations that they may be endangered, and it will not stop Rambam. Shulchan decided the second line of reason. So that it's impossible to lead in captives for more than value in order not to encourage Extortion. We remember the story about a marshal in Yom He was the leader of Ashkenazic Jewry and wanted to make aliyah. He was taken captive by the German emperor King Rudolph I. And they wanted to for him a huge ransom. So, all the communities were Accepted to do that, but it did not. I don't I, I accept it will encourage the kidnapping of prominent rabbis in hope for a treasure's sums of money, and afterwards, this stops. Uh, uh, a halacha is a big garon for a scholar. To pay excessive amounts, amount. and he was the biggest tzedi'im in all Ashkenaz. He was, uh, he was a sadiq, a big sadiq, and so on. But he refused. Now about uh, our problems. When we were in exile and a foreign rule, what could we do? It was out of our hands. But now we have a state. And a state should not negotiate for captives. A state should wage war to save even one person, Abraham as you know, went to war with three hundred eighteen soldiers in order to save one man. Not later, Israel waged war against the Ketanid King Harat who takes one captive. Uh, Later, King David went out to save captured members of his family. Going to war? Yes. Rewarding, extortion? No. We don't surrender. In any way, at all. So, if one of our soldiers is taken captive or is injured in battle and remains in in, in, uh, enemy territory, we must place even ten soldiers in life-threatening situation to solve him. Why? Because in more it's only one, it's a one outstanding principle. All for one, and one for all.
1: So, Rabbi, yeah. so, Rabbi, so Rabbi, here's the question. In your opinion, was the Gilad-Shalit deal, motor lahalacha?
3: Yes, Gilad-Shalit was a big mistake. It's a... Uh, It wasn't a burden of the community, money. Not a financial burden, but a burden of life. Hundreds of mothers will now move around freely. And the second issue is encouraging suicide kidnapping. 500 uh, from the, uh, 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 the terrorists who were free, 500 continued to struggle against us, and perhaps 80 soldiers were killed. And now the leaders of this atrocity, the most part of them are the terrorists who were uh, in uh, exchange.
1: There, there is the opinion of Tysus that the in Pikuach Nefesh you're allowed to be paid a, a shavli for more than he's worth.
3: I remember Rabbi who was uh, the the plane was hijacked to Jordan and his students what wanted to ransom him from the terrorists and began negotiations, but. Aram, Yakov Kaminevsky, proved that it was forbidden to negotiate with the terrorists. Even, are, it's, even it's, though uh, it's what about the sh-
1: but, but what about the opinion of Tzivos that if the B'makah and Pikuach Ne'fei Shiralado?
3: So it's Tikuna Olam will have uh, to seek the welfare for these captives, but also the welfare of all the community. So. In such situations, you have to go and save them by military force. Even if many soldiers are killed. When uh, uh, Eddie Cohen, our spy, was in in Syria, Sal played an extensive military action in order to rescue him. Despite the fact that an operation such as this would quite possibly require more than a few human sacrifices. Operation NTB is the same thing. Oh, in Sabena, also, the children kidnapped in Malot, the same thing. Let's say that the American policy, too, has been to attack for the sake of saving captives. Even if many soldiers are killed in the process, they don't negotiate for captives and they are not exchanged. This is the proper way to act war.
1: So, Rabbi, Rabbi Avina, the logic of Ein Poyden Esashuyin, Al Kadei is because it would cause more deaths, the Liligravel, right? More people take more captives. Yes. So we see we're concerned with the the the, the tzibur over the yachid, right? Yes. The welfare Tikuna of Tikkun Tikkun So my yes. question would be: Is you're you're suggesting that we should send many soldiers to save one yachid?
3: No, yes. Yes.
1: Wouldn't, wouldn't the same thought of tikkun olam? worry about the many and not about the one, that same problem be to send many soldiers to save one person. If we're saving many soldiers to save one person, the khair is the equivalent of paying lots of, money, of giving lots of prisoners for one person. We're risking lots of people's lives to one person, and here we're risking lots of people's lives to one person. What's the difference?
3: Because in war, it's an outstanding principle, all for one and one for all. Every, every knows that the crew, will not abandon him. So, he is sacrificing himself, he is struggling with message. Without this, you can't have any army in the world.
1: Well, Rabbi, Rabbi Avina, those who, those who tried to get Gelad Shalit out, those who are protesting, And asking to get Galid Shalit out, that was their. That was exactly what they said. They said, we have to redeem him at any cost because we all for one and one for all. We have to protect the soldiers, and the soldiers won't agree to go to battle unless they know you'll do anything to save them. So therefore, we have to trade a thousand for one. Doesn't that problem of one for all and one for all work? It's a a double-edged sword. If we're going to send in many soldiers to save, then we should send many prisoners to save too.
3: I understand. But it's not the same thing, because the Suya in the Gemara is dealing with individuals. And we are speaking about a nation, and an army. We are speaking about haklal. And in the klal, there are other rules. Okay.
1: Okay. Let me ask you another thing. Do you think that um, the people who are living in the Shtasim are creating a sina? That is putting other Jews at risk.
3: <laughs> I am living in the Shtachim.
1: <laughs> okay, so in, I'm going to the question. So that's why I want uh, to. So if the, if uh, the idea is we have to worry about Tikkun Olam, would yes. that fall under the rubric of Tikkun Olam?
3: The, 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 these going are hating us not because of the Shtachim. they were hating us before the Six Day War. And before the independence war, and the whole Salvador al inten in each generation they came in order to destroy us in Egypt and Babel, Babylon and Syria and the Shah and the Telua and the Chnitsky and so on, they are hating us. why it's uh very deep question but it's not because of the shtachim before we had shtachim they made problems and wanted to kill us
1: that's true do you think because that, that rabbi, 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 rabbi avina do you think that people who live in shtachim are putting themselves in danger of attack and therefore the klal of of you know would be relevant to people in the shtachim
3: it's now Practically, it's no danger. You know how much is a danger? Rabbi Herzog, the his danger is dangerous one for uh, 1,000. So, <laughs> uh, one of 1,000 people are not killed each day. Uh, Rabbi, I, I forgot his name, in, in the neighborhood, said 5% sure. So it's not dangerous. But even if it was dangerous, it was our duty. Without this, uh, all the Medina Israel wasn't existing today. And people came in danger. The area was dangerous. To live in Israel was dangerous. Everything was dangerous. And they did it. So now we have a state... We have a nation here, uh, once a time, when there were the pogroms in Hebron, in Jerusalem, Rabbi Zolvenfeld, who was dwelling in the old city, uh, g- g- went to Mea Shearim for a I do he went through Shar Shem, and the Arabs, who, uh, 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 <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> Perhaps you wanted to kill him, so people asked him, "Why you did that?" He answered, "Kibush, not kibush. On a Zionist interpretation, he was anti-Zionist. But if you are not in the place, the Arabs will take it from us. So we must be on any place."
1: But they... Rabbi Avina, were any rabbinim, was there anybody who did agree with the Gilad Shalit release at the time?
3: I don't know, I don't know. But now, everybody, without being a rabbi, see that it was a mistake.
1: Terrible mistake.
3: Hundreds of murderers will move freely. It was a terrible mistake.
1: Terrible mistake, yeah. It was, it was, it was, it was, it was, it was, uh, it was worse than Tikkun Olam. It was, it was literally giving out Ratzchem, it was, it was giving out Ratzchem. was a yeah, terrible mistake. Yeah. Rabbi Avina, do you believe that what Kali Yisrael is doing now has a den of a Mohammed Mitzvah?
3: Sure, it's a Mitzvah. According to Ramban, uh the, the protecting, uh, to conquer you, to protect the land, is the mitzvah. the Rambam, Ezrat Yisraeli Atsar, it means to
1: protect. Yeah, but the Rambam, the Rambam is talking about Pizman Abayis. The, the, the Rambam that, in Hochaz when he starts that halacha, he's talking about when there's a Bezdin, and there's a Sanhedrin, he's not talking about when when there's no Bezdin or a Sanhedrin. <laughs>
3: it's impossible to say that. So, if Jews are in danger, is the kind of galut, so we are sitting and seeing how they are killed and not doing anything. So not. We have to protect them. You
1: have to save them. I agree with you. I'm just pointing out that the Lashin of the Rambam is, is when there's a Sanhedrin and there's a Melech. The, 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 uh, the, the Shulchan Aruch in Shin Chav brings that Nachrim Shetzoru al-Irli, Adasapa, and the Bach over there says it has a a Muhammad Smitzvah, but it's a Chidish that there's a Dinamo Chama Smitzvah, Shalaybizman Bezdin and Shalaybizman Melech. not like the Rambam, so I'm pointing it out. Uh, uh,
3: what the Shulchan Aruch is writing was in Babylon, in Babel, Yeah. not in Eretz Yisrael. So you see that you have a mitzvah, even without Sanhedrin, without prophets, without Rambam. Don't write explicitly that you need a Sanhedrin for that. If you have a Sanhedrin, you must ask him. But if you haven't, you don't need to ask him. You have to save Jews, and you have
2: to save the land.
1: So Rabbi Avinar, in your yeshiva, do any bachrim stay during the time of war, or it's afilu kala mechupasa? What do you say? In, in, in yeshivas, in the hesdur yeshivas, in, the, in your yeshiva, taret kohanim, during a time of war, does everybody go like afilu kala mechupata because it's hesdurim of a mochan yes, in our in our yeshiva,
3: the talmidim are going to army, but the young talmidim are not going. I am very old, but I am in the army, in Miloim now, <laughs> because I am not running with a gun, but I am doing other things. So, sure, our Talmudin are going, the teachers, the Ramim also are going. Sure, they are. God should protect them. Right.
1: You know, I, hear, I heard a Rob say today, he said that today when you want to go for a bracha, you should not go to a Rebbe or Rosh Hashiva, you should go to a, a soldier because he's doing the the holiest thing. Do you agree with that?
3: I don't know. I remember that uh, the Sefer of uh, Salah. He, he wrote that a Jew, a Simpsonson Jew, who is Saving Jews is more than a tenet raham. Rekanim Shibi Israel, Melim Yitzvot Kerimon. Pomegranate is uh, <laughs> full of mitzvot. But we can uh, give judgment and appreciation of that. To, uh, so a soldier has to do for the people, for the nation. It's a very big level. But I don't know who is more and who is less.
1: Rabbi before we say goodbye to you, is there any chiddush in halacha, in the sugya of pidgin shuyim that you would like to share? Maybe that question I should have asked you that I didn't?
3: No, I have no chiddush. But you must be very strong and not decide according to feelings. We love feelings, we have feelings, But feelings can decide such things so primordial, so important. (laughs) Chazak, very
1: Rabbi Avina, thank you very much. Maybe you give us all a bracha. You're a soldier, you have an army of soldiers. Give us all a bracha.
3: I am more. I am a Kohen.
1: And you're a Kohen too. I didn't know that. I'm
3: sorry.
1: Amen. Thank you. Shalom. Joining us from Israel is Leon Yanai, the brother of Moran Yanai. Welcome Leon.
4: Hi. Good evening.
1: Tell us your story. How did you find out? Just tell us the story.
4: Um, On Saturday, uh, the attack began. My parents were very worried because it started with bombing and I tried to call uh, my sister. They managed to talk to her and uh, they realized that uh, she's on the run, that she's been attacked, that she's running away. Uh, she was scared and panicked. Later on, uh, she managed to call my mom around uh, after and telling her that uh, she's losing a battery. She was panicked, uh, scared, and uh, very, I think, we're forgiven from for a mother, and telling her that her uh, battery is dying. Uh, that was the last call we got from uh, Moan. Later on, we tried to understand what happened with Moran, and uh, we managed to collect a few testimonies from her friends. Uh, they told us that uh, they were on the run. Uh, during the run, they've been ambushed a few times. The last time of the ambush, dead, split up. And that's the last location we know uh, about Moan. Mm-hmm. Uh, after that, we scanned uh, me and my friends and family. We scanned the Internet. We were looking for more information, social networks. And uh, we found the clip which shows that uh, Moan is kidnapped. She's just uh, out there in the bushland with a uh, kidnappers above her. And uh, she's begging for her life. That's, that's the last evidence we got.
1: How old, how old is she?
4: She's 40. She's 40, but uh, young she's is hard.
1: And is there anything the family can do? Is there anything people listening can do?
4: So we we're trying to do whatever we can to look for more information, but uh, we didn't find any. And we decided that uh, after we realized that she, she's kidnapped, straight away we we went to the, to the press and tried to address the international community uh, telling them the story, making them uh, asking them to take action from the international, to take action with those uh, kidnapped kidnapped people and to let us help them uh, be released, to address the Red Cross, to go and visit them because uh, nobody knows what uh, all the kidnapped uh, conditions and we're talking here about the uh, elder people, babies, wounded people, sick people. Which we don't know what happened to them, and also my uh, sister, I don't know what happened to, to them between them, uh, the script, the clip I saw until uh, where she is now, and it's already been uh, 25 days of not knowing where uh, what's their condition. Uh, we wanted to address the international community, uh, letting them uh, know that this is a global matter, that this matter relates to, uh, to all of us, that today we cannot allow that uh, people that going uh, to the kindergarten, to a music festival or whatever, we'll be attacked uh, this way and taken off the juice. That's what we're doing. That's the only thing we're doing. Also trying to take care of my family. My parents are quite devastated. Uh, and it's hard to see that uh, we're doing all these activities, me and my sister and uh, other members of the family and friends. Yeah, we're trying to make the, the best we can to bring Moran back home.
1: Your parents, where, where are your grandparents from?
4: My grandparents are from uh, Egypt and Morocco.
1: And they had to flee, when in 48? Before 48, when did they flee these countries?
4: Uh, it was 49, yeah. They came to Beersheba. They have the family there.
1: So your, your parents are seeing this all happen all over again?
4: Uh, yes, it's uh, unbelievable that they, out of nowhere, suddenly such a situation happened.
1: How are the the brothers and the sisters and the parents? How, in fact, I spoke to a friend of mine today, who has a son who's fighting in Gaza, and he just said he's not sleeping and he's not eating. The father. How do the families deal with this? How do they like sort of try to maintain some type of equanimity in their life?
4: From a parent, it's very hard. They get some support from uh, the military and uh, some social workers from the in the city. But uh, all the rest of us are like uh, very optimistic, uh, positive. We believe that she will come back. We believe that all the others will come back to us. Uh, So we're not uh, just waiting for them. We're doing everything we can to make it happen sooner, as soon as possible. Trying to tell the story because it's important. We don't want it to to happen uh, here in Israel again and nowhere in the world. We want to make them uh, understand all the international community that... It's not just a matter of Israel-Palestinian issue, local issue, but it's a right to all of us, all over the world. It can happen in America the next day, and in Europe, and we need to, to stand up together, all the people that believe that innocent people cannot suffer this way. We need to stand up and uh, be united, and uh, and uh, we should start with bringing back the, the kidnapped people home.
1: Yeah, thank you very much for your time. I could tell you that me and my friends in America here, we're doing everything in America that we can to help you.
4: Thank you very
1: much. Thank you. Bye-bye.